9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. The Montreal podcast known as Go Plug Yourself will forever and always hold Walter J. Ling near and dear to its heart. We're back, baby. Just like live theater, Walter J. Ling is our guest this week. It was about 10 years ago in 2011 that Walter first brought Pitching Knife Fight to the Montreal Fringe Festival, and I don't think it's a coincidence that later that same summer he would decide to start this podcast with me. To celebrate the 10th anniversary of that momentous show, Walter is bringing Knife Fight X back to the Fringe this year. Uh, To help Walter properly usher in this feat of one-man showmanship, we decided to bring in all the hosts, and that means Lawrence, Ines, and Chris are all around to host this thing that we're still calling a podcast. Uh, In the spirit of live theater, I have not edited out some of our technical difficulties in in this issue. There, I'm not editing that out either. In this episode, seriously, it's in the spirit of live theater and not laziness on my part, I promise. Uh, Be sure to check the links in the post and head to uh, a bunch of Fringe shows, but most importantly... Uh, head to see before he gets his lifetime achievement award at the fringe head to knife fight x as part of the fringe it starts this saturday june 12th there's a bunch of show times uh we linked them in the post or just google knife fight x montreal fringe there's a million different things you can do uh check out the show listen to the podcast have some fun it's summer in montreal baby Two, one, hit it. go plug yourself you plug another No, oh, use your fingers. You're supposed to use your fingers. To okay, I'll, do, I'll use my fingers. Great. No, this go is going to be the open of the show. This yeah. is going to be as chaotic as the rest of the show. Yeah, exactly. How oh, actually. Oh. What? Look what I have right here. Chopsticks. Yeah. Oh, this is good podcast content for audio only. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, she held up. I, I, we also have to have to describe video being like Ines held up chopsticks. What if I held up? I have no sushi. Lawrence has no pilaf. There's no chopsticks. Yeah. We're just trying to paint a picture all for the people. Be hilarious. Yeah, it's the. I uh, for one love the fact that all of you decided to eat while our guest of honor is coming to pump his. Well, this is this is award winning show. This. this is what I'm talking about. I knew this was going to be a fucking roast. No one gives a shit. You like they're eating. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I care. I care. You guys had on the fucking the the governor general. First of, first of all, you know what this means is that I love you enough to do this during my dinner hour. First of all, first of all, I want to be I want to be super clear about something. You on your own interview plugging your own fucking show smoked a giant joint. <laughs> And then we're belligerent with an ex-coworker who was actively plugging your show. The fact that we're being civil right now is a high honor and you should be thankful. Shout out to Mike Cohen, baby. That's a permit. First of all, Lawrence, I've known yes. Mike Cohen a lot longer than I've known you, buddy. Whoa. That's, okay. I, my father congr- congr- knew, Congratulations. My father knew Mike Cohen yeah. and, and, and his... Anyway, I don't know where I'm going with this. And now you know is, two Jews. Congratulations. <laughs> Point is, uh, he worked at the suburban. He knows a lot more. Yeah. How's everybody doing? We this is a super special episode uh, where we invited all of the all we invited all of Walter's replacement hosts to host Walter to talk about the Jews. I know. We want to be called Keith. We'd like to be called Upgrades from now on. Please. Upgrades. I did not endorse that message. Wow. Are you, you don't think you're okay? I was I was gonna say you don't no, think don't you're an upgrade on Walter, but I was like I don't want to get into that. He's right there. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> hey Walter, Walter and, brought a certain gravitas but, uh, to this show that none of us could ever duplicate. But I also I also thought it was a moment of celebration that this is like in many ways. Obviously, we're gonna we're gonna. Uh, Give credit where credit's due. Walter has a show coming up, but it's like also sort of like the return of live shows. So this is like yeah, a double celebration. I'm, it's I not just a celebration of Walter. I am single-handedly ushering back live entertainment to the city of Montreal. Sure. <laughs> exactly. I mean, they said it couldn't be done. And then one man said, I'm going to do it, damn it. And that man was Walter Kennedy McMahon. And then, and then one man said, I have $300. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, Amy. Where do I send the money to? <laughs> I was like, I want, I want to like walk me through that 
<laughs> that process. It was like, cause when did the, when did the, when did the fringe lottery like open up and Walter's like, like just like, it's like whatever, like spring 2021, Walter's like, yeah, I'll do this. <laughs> just like in the middle of the pandemic. He's I like, wanna say, I want to say mid April one day, I saw Amy post on Facebook, last chance to enter the fringe lottery. And I was like, oh, the fringe is happening. So I entered the fringe lottery and the next day I had a show in the fringe fest. <laughs> And then he called me and said, uh, hey, Chris, guess what? I'm doing Fringe Festival this year. <laughs> Suck on that. <laughs> and then hung up. <laughs> I guess and he called me back and said, you want to open, bro? <laughs> yeah. It must be a super weird time, though, for uh, in general theater and stuff. Because I literally, I was so we're supposed to, there's like a weird outdoor venue at a parking garage in Von Verdun. Why is it not just in the parking garage? It's on, I think it's so that it's rain or shine, right? So it's still, it counts as outdoors, but it's still like under the, it's like one of those, like it's a parking complex or something. Anyway, so uh, but they- air but covered. Yeah, exactly. That's it. It's the Daily's Place of Theater. Correct. Uh, but then they canceled the, the show. There was about to be a show that was supposed to be opening, I think like literally this, this week. And they ended up canceling it because rehearsal was complicated because apparently, especially with like a lot of amateur theater, uh, rehearsals take place, you know, in people's homes and stuff, which you can't do legally because even though it was like for work or whatever it was a whole big thing and like i was like what the hell that doesn't like, make sense at all but it kind of does a whole big thing no, in the theater, it's like the theater it's like, company that you follow it, unless they yeah. caught covid but you can't be like hey we're not going to run your show because we don't like the way you practiced no 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 but it was the, the theater company was like we can't practice enough because we can't get together in homes to rehearse uh, they, okay, it, it, it wasn't sense. like it wasn't like the promoter being like no yeah i know that was one of the main hurdles i had to get over in this whole creative process was not being able to uh run you know the weekly were rehearsals that i would normally run mm -hmm. for uh, a night fight or a night fight show so if you had to ballpark it walter how many hours um, i mean actually no i'll change my question how many days have you spent rehearsing for this show i mean it's always on my mind first of all so it's like you right. know breathe sleep night fight uh you know I, I wake up in the morning my wife asked me i'm so angry i said i'm not angry i'm just getting ready for night fight and uh, He's been in that's training. a year-round excuse that's you know, a year-round one but now it's actually real and i've been saying that for 10 years and the thing is I, and, I, and you know what's funny and I, this is as a segue here it, uh, i know inez has not seen the original show that this is sort of based on i don't think lawrence has seen it i don't think uh chris was it an 18 plus I've, show I've so so. no 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 so this is so again so this so everybody thinks this is going to be like me and leland doing the talk show thing and this is not this is not what the show is. Walter has very blurry branding. <laughs> like, yeah, can you, would you like to tell so the people? 10 years ago at the Fringe Festival, I did a show called Pitching Night Fight. And it was a half hour, sort of like one man show where I do sort of a, a film pitch for a 23 picture, uh, motion picture action franchise called Night Fight with like 22 sequels. And they had like, just like Night Fights and I had all the names and shit. And I did, I did all this like list and I had like the whole pitch ready and I was like looking for investors and blah, 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 blah. Eventually I did a show with Leland, a double bill where I did knife that, that one man show plus Leland doing songs. And then I was like, fuck that. We should just do a, like a talk show thing spun off sort of from this original show called pitching knife fight so i'm like what's the what's the night what's the late night talk show going to be called late night talk show is going to be called night fight night uh, fight. so but the thing is so but but here's but here's the deal because i know a lot of people like you and lawrence and chris who know night fight are going to be coming to see this i'm going to give the people what they want they're going to get the best of both worlds here this is an yeah so this is an hour-long show now because, you know, again, it was like, I don't know, the rates were cut in half this year, and I have, like, fucking money to burn, baby. Thank <laughs> Trudeau. Anyway. Uh, and, like, so I'm like, you know, we're going to do an hour-long show. We're going to do the best of the, that one-man show, which is, like, really 10 minutes of material at the end of the day. And, and, and then, you know, some night fight stuff, and there's going to be a top 38, and there's going to be a fucking crazy knife stunt. And a really dangerous knife stunt, and you guys have witnessed those before, I think. Yes. And, and uh, yeah, it's a, and both on and off stage. Yeah, and it's gonna be all that shit. So, Walter cooking in my kitchen, you get to see crazy knife stunts. That's like happens all the time. Part of the original knife fight um, that I was just just flashed back to because literally it was flashing was Walter just putting on a strobe light and playing a punk song. 
about Knife Fight. <laughs> then that's it. Man's an artistic genius. And, that's and though, that's saying. the bit you're keeping, right? I hope so. No. I'm, 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 cutting, I'm cutting that. But you, there's so many things. And as I'm almost happy that you didn't see that first show. Because going, <laughs> going through the cue cards of it, I'm like, this is egregiously problematic. In so many ways. <laughs> Egregious. Wow, shocking. And I'm like, and I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this bit. Holy shit, I can't believe I did this bit. And this because it was like a show that the problem was was that the the night fight idea was me getting high and drunk at a, on a camping trip with Phil with Phil Donald, and we, me and Catherine went on a camping trip with Phil and and Veronica, and I got blazed and drunk all weekend. And I kept going like, and I was like, I said something about, somebody said some shit about a knife fight. And I, knife, and I was like, knife fight. Like it was like a fucking, uh, like it was like a movie title. I was like, knife fight, eat knife and die. Like knife fight. And I was just like, kept barking knife fight doing the trailer voice at Phil for, and like for hours, like the whole weekend. And like, and, 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 and I was like, this is great. This and, is a fringe show. And yeah, when I was like, then when it came time, I'm like, oh, like they're taking entries for the fringe festival. I could do knife fight for the fringe festival. I'll just do knife fight and I'll expand it into a whole show. And I entered and I was like 20th on the waiting list. Nothing happened. Oh no, Walter. Like April Hunter. or some shit that I I'm back. Hello. Can you hear me? I'm good. Yeah, we're good. We yeah, we got you. I'm just saying I had keep min- going. Don't stop. I had, I had minimal time to prepare that original show. And I had to take basically like a drunk stone joke. And, and expand that into a half hour and try to put some kind of narrative on that. Like I remember when, I, when you were saying I got a friend show and then you were, I was, I actually remember asking you, I was like, oh, is it gonna be an hour? And you were like, bro, no, it's not gonna be an hour. And you're, like, you're like 30 minutes is already. Bing, bang, yeah, I can't. Like, like I, I didn't, didn't, in the original run, I think, didn't you do like one of them in like 23 minutes or something? And you were like, that was, was real a, fast, real hot. It, it was a half hour long and I did eight minutes of standup to open the show. Like eight minutes of just like the stand up that I had at the time. I did, I just did like, and I kind of somehow worked the jokes into the knife fight narrative. And, and I'm like, looking back, I'm like, this is awful. I'm just, I'm, I'm amazed and impressed that you still have like your cue cards and stuff from that. So am I. You think you're impressed? Like, I can't believe <laughs> that shit. I was, I was just like, I'm like, Where'd I'm you not. find it, by the way? She had a big fucking. Are we frozen? What are we? No, we're good. No, we're good. But yeah, I'm not necessarily. Catherine, had a, Catherine went to graphic yeah. design school and she had a big like portfolio bag and shit, like to put like, you know, big sort of things, square, rectangle art things, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and I put my whole flip chart in there and, and I, but which is gone. That's gone because I think the Green Phantom killed it. And, but, um, yeah, I was going to say, I was like, I, I like when you said it, I was like, wow, that is pretty impressive. But then I also think that like, it's one of those things that you would hang on to just for like sentimental, like, like, I don't see like when I thought of it, I would never see you throwing it out. Maybe I like losing think, track of where it was, but I could never I see think, like, I think it also, if I, if memory serves correctly, it also laid around on my floor for a long time, like in a room where like the cats hung out and shit. So mm-hmm. I, the cats also dragged their ass a lot on the on the pad and like scratched it up so it was like scratched up and like streaked with cat shit so i was like maybe we're done with this chart you know uh, like but the cue cards the cue cards survived the cue cards survived and also i i the thing was i it wasn't just that original fringe show i i remounted the the original like that that pitching knife fight show a few times like there was a couple times where i was allowed where people let me do this because i was i was like hey you know, I have this whole one-man show I can move on. And, like, and nobody wanted it. They're like, like yeah, no, that's good, Walter. Just like come in and do a five. That'd be great. I'm like, I can do this one-man show, really. The whole thing just takes 20 minutes. I can do the whole thing in 20 minutes. And like fucking Keith Waterfield let me do it in the, in the, um, the lounge of the Siegel Center. <laughs> I vaguely remember wow. this. Yeah. At the, at the, oh, wow. You know, like you- there were, there's like, you know that bar space downstairs? Yes. Yeah, and Keith, Keith had this like had put put on comedy shows. I was like, yeah, and he was kind of like, yeah, he was actually supportive of the whole sort of like knife fight show thing. I was like, <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do the th- whole thing, and I did it for like, like 
octogenarian like Jewish people and stuff after after a why, play. Why why'd you, why'd you got to clarify that they're Jews? Yeah, we already uh, said the Siegel Center. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, you know, many people know that. Redundant. I think a lot of people almost everyone. Almost <laughs> everyone knows. Uh, so, uh, Walter. So, I, but you were now in the world of knife fight. I was wondering if you're like, if you're coming into this via kayfabe. Like, are you ten years into the franchise, or has or has the franchise never taken off? Yeah, like what's canon and what's not. Yeah, exactly. That's so, it. So, but, so the the show is. And I don't want to give away too much of the show because I actually have written some shit for this. But like, the show is now. So, what's happening now is like I'm very much presenting a celebration of the original pitch itself of that original show. So mm. I'm acknowledging, I'm acknowledging in the show that 10 years ago, I came to you guys with this pitch, you know? Right. And now, and now here we are 10 years later and blah, 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 blah. So, but so the status of the actual film series, we don't know yet until we go to the show. Yeah. We're, are we going to see, are we going to have a glimpse into the knife fight cinematic universe? Yeah. I mean, I'm on board for a knife fight cinematic universe. I don't know. There is, there is a knife fight. There is. Yes, to answer your question, yes, Lawrence. And that was very much what the original show was about, was me sort of like really bringing, telling potential investors, like, this is what, the, this is part two would be, this is what part three would be, this is part four. And then it's like, you know, it had these and this and that. Can, like, can I play one of the I, knives? We don't have that in the budget, and as you're already playing so many things in in Night Fight, you know. Yeah. In many ways, though, Walter, you were ahead of your time, right? Like, like this was like the MCU had barely this taken off, show, and you were already out of time. And actually, in those in those initial in those cue cards I found, I did find a reference to the first Avengers movie. Nice. And I think I said like this franchise is going to make like that Avengers movie literal shit, like <laughs> literal dog shit. <laughs> And did you ever uh, did you ever settle with the estate of Rob Lowe? You're bringing up you're the only, you're the only person who's seen him. You know what? I'll I'll say this. I'll say in the in that original show there was like seven minutes devoted to me going after Rob Lowe. Uh, in this show, I'm I'm not going after Rob Lowe for seven minutes, but he's not getting away scot free. <laughs> Good. As you know well what? He shouldn't. As well, he shouldn't. Exactly. Yeah. Anybody who wears uh, uh, an NFL logo hat to the Super Bowl deserves to be dragged. So you do you, Wally. You do that's, you. That's a thing that you're not allowed to do. I don't know. It's pretty stupid. Pick a team or wear a different hat. You know, don't wear yeah, an don't NFL logo oh, hat. You boot liquor. Oh, oh, oh! He wore a hat of the yeah, NFL I'm logo. I'm in it. I'm in it for the corporation. The thing I like about the sports is the corporation. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Ines. I like the governing body. The governing body. It's like it's like wearing a FIFA. It's like wearing a uh, a FIFA hat to the Euro World Cup. You know, mm-hmm. that's fair. pick a country, pick you. a side. Yeah, that's like so. Okay, I get what you mean. I thought you. I thought you just meant like a, a team that wasn't playing, but I didn't know you meant like. The <laughs> I'm not cheering for the the Jets or the Canadians. I'm rooting for the NHL. The yeah, NHL. exactly. You're like, you know who my favorite member of the NHL is? Gary Bettman. <laughs> like, that's the guy. The, the, the little you know guy that runs the show. Chris, for real, we're going to have to look at those uh, those COVID uh, notes and shit. Yeah, we can do that offline. We'll take that offline. Yeah. No, it's good podcast no, do it. talk. No, do it. No, do it. No, what, do it are, now. what are the fringe COVID regulations? Yeah, well, no, I'll, 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 I'll pull them up. One second. <laughs> well, I'm happy to talk about it. I'm happy to talk about it because like, a lot of people were were very skeptical. when I, They're like, but how? They're like, how is this even happening? And I mean, you know, fringe at the best of times, not to be like, you know, uh, disparaging. Listen, I've already talked so much shit about Amy on this podcast. It's- <laughs> Without knowing who Amy, Amy was. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just saying, no, but like Fringe always has kind of intimate small crowds and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now it's just going to be intimate small crowds spaced out. By, you know, like this one. What's what's yeah. your actual what's the actual capacity going to be for the so venue? My, my show's at the Pitsy Campus on Prince Arthur Street. There, Prince Arthur and, uh, yeah. I have the. Could I could I read to you the final show schedule here, real quick? The capacity is twenty six people. Yes, Ooh. and the company is called the legendary Walter J. Ling the Third. Okay. The venue, Pitsy Campus. First show Saturday, the twelfth of June, seven thirty, prime time, baby. Let's go. Second show, thirteenth, two o'clock. Bring your parents. Not prime time. Matinee. Matinee. Bring, bring, bring your grandparents. 
next show Wednesday the 16th, 545. I got screwed that's, a little bit here. Call, and that's what you call <clears> – <throat> and every year in the Fringe Festival, you have a special show like that. And that's what I like to call the money show, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 545 in the middle of the week? Absolutely. Yeah, and because you, you know that's that that's the show that all like the unemployed like theater people with fucking passes are gonna go to and stuff because they don't have a fucking job to come anyway. Uh, so what's people next? straight out of the office? You know, it's the happy hours, yeah, the happy yeah, yeah, hour yeah. of shows. True, yeah, true, true. Also, Saturday, I would say that office workers. Maybe maybe Leland's coworkers will come out. Anyway, Saturday the nineteenth, four fifteen, and the final show, the uh, the curtain closer. For the legendary Walter J. Ling III is the 20th of June at 7.30. Nice. What's the 20th of June? What day is that? That's a Tuesday? Sunday. 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 Yeah, no, those midweek, midweek 545 shows are also always the ones that, like, I feel that, like, media go to, which is, like, like a shame because they're never the best ones. Yeah, exactly. No one's in the mood for like you're not putting on a good show. The crowd is just like people like, who I'm are sitting there. That, like, I'm not taking that day off of work. Like, <laughs> I'm not. Oh, we're we're already we're already planning on mailing it in. I'm not planning on mailing it in. I'm just saying, like, I'm not, not taking that day off of work. So, like, I'm gonna leave. So, what 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 time do you work until? Five o'clock. <laughs> Would you say well? Five o'clock. At which point, I will race over to the venue. <laughs> exactly. I think. I think what you do is you have all these opening acts, and then you just sneak in in the last two minutes for a not curtain a bad call, plan, bro. Not a bad. That's the one I do it on. Is the Wednesday. That's the one. I, but that's the thing. We got to be careful about. Like anyway, we'll talk offline about. I was gonna say, but like then and then like you just like throw a spot on you and you've been in the like in the crowd the whole time and you're like the majestic. <laughs> then it's over. So Walter, so um, but yeah, no, I like I wanted to ask you gen- genuinely, it, without like not a not a not a kayfabe, not a bullshit question though. Like, are, are you like legit happy to be like doing uh, like an indoor show? This will be the first time in how long that you gotten up on a stage indoors? Uh, did you do any of the gimmicks last year when it was safe? Or I was doing. We we did we did some world smallest shows. Um, in September or like August. Or- yeah, because like August was when we were down to double digits. That was like that was the good times. And um, I know and Chris you, and you I, own. I, know, I know Chris and I did a couple uh, mics at the Nest. Yeah. And uh, one where we had to, where we almost had to open the front door uh, with the head of a of a, of, a fr- of a friendly neighborhood comic. Yeah. Friendly neighborhood comic. <laughs> Wait, what happened there? Uh, no, well, it's fine. I'll, I'll, no, I'll say it. I'll say it. Um. Uh, there's a comic who's famous for his uh, Ninja Turtle wallets, who um, uh, who, dis- who decided to take a big sh- to take a big shit on uh, not only Walter and myself but the rest of the show one night on stage when he was going bullet at the nest. And, they were doing. Um, they were, they were, there was no host. They were just doing the yeah the hot gun. mic yeah yeah yeah. And uh, no, you know the, this uh, said comic, and I don't even like to use the word comic. Is a is a real piece of shit. So that's what it is. So yeah, that was one Can of the you last. Can you guys text was me who it was? That was Oh, I thought so. Okay. No that need. No of, need for a text. Well, it seemed like you were trying not to say his name. I made you no, a tiny Lily. Yeah, it was like Ines has been doing what looked like origami the whole time. It was very distracting. But yeah. Okay. Sorry, that was one of the last indoor shows. I think. Yeah, it was. I think no, that was my last indoor show. I think, and I think we knew at that point that the shit was about to get maybe locked up again. Or, or yes. Again. So it's going to be, what were we saying? We just did the quick math. Nine months? Quick math. Since, yeah. So like since like fucking... Men's not October, hot. October. Yeah. Sorry, but are you, are you excited? Are you like, I was like, I want to know. Is this like, is this firing up joy and, inside and, of you? And, and Chris, and, and maybe we could talk about this a little bit. One of the last shows worth mentioning that we did of the calendar year in 2020 uh was 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 the literal apocalypse now scenario that uh that uh, chris was deeply involved in and when i say oh the camping show buried up to his chest in mud so 
I just I love you know Walter Walter knows like, so this like, Lawrence and has so this very few I mean after the wow. I was gonna so say <laughs> I don't understand how Walter's internet is is so it's fast. So no, I'm not, it's not mine. It's not even mine. It's fucking Chris's frozen. No. No, you're nope. freezing on all of us. So it can't be our collective internet. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy though. Yeah, no, I know what uh, the the camping show the pictures of it like as soon as I was like I was like I think it's going to I remember mentioning it. I was like I was like yeah, Walter is like going to forecast rain and he's like it'll be fine. And holy was it a narrator's voice. It was not fine. <laughs> it wasn't fine. <laughs> then I was like I my heart my heart was breaking for you guys. Safely it was, at home. and so like of the very few comedy experiences like I had last year, like one of them was this fucking batshit insane. Yeah, it was the most I've ever seen in a day in person somewhere. Like monsoon level fucking rain, like you know, like you know, fucking Forrest Gump in Vietnam levels of rain. It even rained up, you know, like that, that's your that's your go to for a lot of rain. Forrest Gump. Well, you know, anyway, and we were like, just, well, just like Noah and his ark. You know, you know what I'm saying? Huddled Get up biblical in on it. Shacks, huddled up in these shacks, and Chris, like, and Chris, like, fucking, like, you know, almost like being enveloped by the mud. He fell at one point, and I just abandoned him. I was like, "You're on your own." And and like, and, and some 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 guys had to like come pull him out of. They brought the backhoe out, bro. No, no, it was the two girls that pulled me out. There was a backhoe though. Yeah, that wasn't for me though. Oh, all I remember was poor Chris just in that garbage bag, like just wearing garbage bag like clothes to try to stay dry. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. You know, things you do for art, which you know brings it full circle with what we're talking about, which is the. Um, listen, we haven't talked about it yet, Walter, but you're um, you're on the short list. You know, you're uh, yeah. Short- so yeah, we we should get to this because you're on the short list. For the Lifetime Achievement Award in Fringe Arts. And because of my decade. Like, basically, it's been a it's decade. A whole decade. Artistic it's a whole decade. contribution at this point, you know. What would it mean to you to finally win the award and, and, and ride off into the Fringe Sunset? I think, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've long looked for a complete acceptance within the, the Fringe Arts scene. Uh, I've always felt like a bit of a, something of an outsider. But I think, you know, if I could cinch the, uh, the, the Lifetime Achievement Award, or as I've come to dub it, the Knifetime Achievement Award, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I I don't, I don't get it. Lifetime <laughs> Achievement Award. If I could cinch, if I made it, and somebody, let's face it, is what I am right now, you know? How frozen am I? Am I doing this for nobody? No, no, no. We were just, just we were giving you, I mean, you were a little choppy. The, uh, the humidity. I, I, yeah, maybe it's your computer overheating. That's possible. That, that is, is like, very possible. Actually. Yeah, exactly. That's it. There's, that's, a, that's a real, real concern. Humidity is, uh, it's uh, the humidity. Exactly. It's the heat that's overheating Walter's computer. It doesn't feel that. I get an ice pack for, for podcast recording. It doesn't feel that hot. My computer doesn't make it. I mean, but it feels that hot outside. Thank you guys for being here, though. This is fun. I'm having a great time. You know, this is how I'm uh, losing weight for the festival this year, and I'm just schwitzing in my back room here. It's different than how you lost weight for the festival the first year we did uh, Rad Dads and Healthy Living, which, again, was a diet of vodka and a cup of soup. You delight, you delight in telling this story. You it's know. the best story ever. Because... I can't believe by the you way, did that Chris, to yourself. That wasn't, even, that wasn't even a fucking diet, by the way. I tried to do that for like two days. And like I told you, basically, I just ended up drinking a lot of double vodka sodas. Like, I abandoned the other parts of the diet. Just kept drinking a lot of double vodka for, for those of our listeners who do not know specifically what you're talking about, can you please illuminate us and let us know? Okay, so it's 2018. It's 2018. 2018. Yeah. Uh, we were all so living, young. Healthy Living and Rad Dads are both uh, in the Just for Last Big Time Festival. We're there. We made it. Sure, First it's time. on JFL, but First we're time. there. First time. First time. And 
And, you know, both Wally and I are talking, and we talk every day, and we're like, let's just try to look good for the festival, baby. Let's lose some weight. So I, I try, start trying to lose weight, and Walter starts trying to lose weight, although we go about it in two completely different ways. <laughs> I go on a regular diet that has worked in the past, obviously not right now, because obviously it's a woof, a big of a situation. And then Walter decides to start drinking double vodka sodas as opposed to any beer or hard liquor. And I'm like, why double? And he's like, don't worry about it. So we go around to every show that we do in the run-up to our festival shows. And, you know, there's me with my bottle of water and vodka. Vodka <laughs> J. Ling. Vodka J. Ling. Vodka J. Ling. You could usually find him at the bar explaining to the bartender that he needs a double vodka soda in a pint glass with ice let me let me, let me do it 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 so yeah no no i need a pint glass i need a pint glass half full of ice bro okay half full of ice double vodka the cheapest vodka you have and then and then you know you know finish it off with soda yeah top it off with a bit of soda it was like this much soda <laughs> at the end of the day it was a great summer summer well, of 18 was great the hydration. You know? Is that the summer of darkness? No, no not even. Not even. Summer that is not even this. That's not even this. <laughs> summer of darkness was seventeen, wasn't it? No, no, you weren't around for the summer of darkness. Well, we had a summer of darkness in seventeen, but whatever. Just, well, what, what was seventeen? The summers have not been kind to Walter. Those comedy works. <laughs> yeah, the it's summer the humidity. Yeah, the oh, summer yeah, darkness was. Summer of darkness was your... before. Summer of Darkness was whenever was before works whatever year that um, that uh, fucking the Cosmo murder happened. Uh, oh yeah, that, that happened. That happened right next to my house where I live now. Can you tell the me Cosmo's more about murder? that? I don't. Okay, so the... you, don't, you don't know about the Cosmo's murder? No. Do you know about Cosmo's uh, the diner? Yeah. The diner. Yeah. Okay. So the, get ready for a grim trip down down memory lane, Lawrence. You look like you had it ready with the details. Oh. I'm just going to say around the corner from my house, there was, I was just driving home from work one day. It was very casual. And then on the, I just decided to take a back road because I noticed there was a lot of traffic. And then on one of the small streets, just around the corner from my place, there is 30 police cars and they have the tape and everything is shut down and everything is closed off. And a cop puts his hand out very dramatically and tells me to reroute the way I'm going because I'm not allowed down the street. So I take a little bit longer to get home and then I'd like turn on the news to see what's happening. And what has happened was the owner of Cosmos, famous Montreal breakfast spot. Old guy, old Greek guy. Old Greek guy had been murdered Murdered. by his son. His son killed him. With a knife. For the the diner? For the diner. No, because it wasn't for the diner. Yeah, he wasn't like, give me the diner. It's because he didn't want to leave the diner to him. Well, but the diner was obviously going to go to Nikki or the other son. Like, Johnny is the youngest. I used to live above Cosmos. I used to live, like, if you look at the Cosmos yeah, sign, the window above mind. it was, was my old apartment. Yeah, he was also out of his mind on drugs and drank, like, a bunch. I had, took a bunch of prescription medication and drank, like, multiple bottles of wine. And also, a detail that I remember was that a Bruce Lee poster told him to kill his father. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which Bruce yeah. Lee poster? I don't know. I'm probably the one where he's just like shirtless and flexing. I mean, that's like the generic Bruce you Lee didn't poster. Narrow it down at all. So that was so that was one thing. That was one thing that triggered the summer of darkness. The other thing that triggered the summer of darkness that year uh, was so like I'm. You know how I'm big into fireworks and shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've never heard that before. But like one of the one of my fucking main fireworks spots literally exploded. Shit, where? As it happens just, with fireworks. I mean, yeah, that's that's a kind of a predictable ending to fireworks. And a couple, like a couple people died. Oh, I can't imagine like what. And I think this, <laughs> this is, is like this is the worst part. Yeah. It was like like reporting, like if you're a fireman, like a first responder, getting there, and you know that it's like a life or death situation and there are people in there who need your help. There's people who are dying and there's people, whatever. But like, there is a moment of pause, right? Where everything is like green and pink and red and like there's fireworks going off. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, you're like, it, it must be really hard to like maintain the gravity of the situation as like fireworks are being exploded, like wholesale yeah. into the air. And you're like, 
let's go in there. This is serious. And they're like, but also kind of beautiful. Like, yeah, as... yeah. That's why they have three colorblind firefighters to lead the charge. Exactly. To not, to not get distracted by the colors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, this is fine. Well, we got by it. the way, that fireworks spot is back open if anybody cares. And Cosmos never closed. Although it was for sale. Did anyone find out what happened for that? Like that it's was... open now. It's open now. Under new ownership? Can we, or... can we quickly go around the room and uh, just, we don't have to get into details, but just point out the our own personal summer of darkness what year it was and and uh how we made it out alive uh keith uh, i've apparently had five <laughs> um i i i had the my definite like 100 percent. my summer of darkness was like the summer of my divorce <laughs> that was yeah, that was good, de- good, yeah. definitely drinking a lot doing a lot of drugs going to what a lot year of was that do you remember not a hundred percent probably 14 15 years ago 2000, so that make it maybe uh, 04, 05. How fucking old are you? 38. Jesus fuck. Yeah. Uh, and the, and the, uh, what rem- stands out is I would just do like random shit. If someone was like, want to do something, go for it. I ended up heading over to hang out with Catherine one time. She was working at a camp, Walter's wife. And it was great because there was multiple people there. I think Nick was also a counselor. And there's a whole entire group of people that just knew me as Bad Marriage Keith. And I was like, yay. I'm that's a-, a fun nickname to have. Well, that's still how I know you. So. Oh, <laughs> shit. Burn. Just kidding. You have, you have a cartoon marriage. It's so good. It looks good. Yeah, you guys, are, you guys are adorable. It is, it is You're very beautiful. Cute. You have a cute, weird little dog. <laughs> Zelda, Zelda, okay, yesterday, Zelda fell asleep with her eyes open and scared the fuck out of everyone present. <laughs> Okay. She's just wearing a little Hab shirt, falling asleep with her eyes wide open. Is she dead? Is she dead? <laughs> yeah, you're like, did your dog just did... and then everyone's like a little concerned that I like accidentally killed the dog by like making a dog wear a shirt in last night's heat because we're outside Can't watching it. Saying, don't, <laughs> sopranos the dog. don't fucking sopranos the dog. I'm not gonna sopranos the dog. But yeah, no, that was definitely my 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 bad uh my summer of darkness. And I think the ultimate low point of that summer was I like while on drugs, probably drunk and whatever, locked myself out of my NDG apartment that was above Cosmos. And I didn't even have shoes. It was like a super hot summer night, not unlike the ones that Montreal's in right now. And I just like, I went out for a walk like barefoot and it was like two or 3 a.m. And then I had like locked myself out of the apartment. And then I was like, just infuriated and whatever. And literally had to call up the woman I was in the middle of a divorce with because she had the only other keys. But I had to like, it was like cell phones weren't, I w- it took me like an hour or two to even work out how to make a phone call at three o'clock in the morning because I didn't have like wallet or, because it was like, you couldn't just ask someone for the cell phone. It was like 2005 and it's like three o'clock and I'm like this sketchy dude with no shoes on and being like, hey, can I use your cell phone or whatever, trying to like go to like someone at Mazbar or whatever. It took a while to even like, Mazbar. yeah, exactly. It took a while to like get a phone. To then call the person who I really didn't want to see in like in a state and being like, can you let me into the house? And she's like, you're pathetic. Hey, <laughs> didn't, I, was like, didn't my, I was like, I just went for a walk. <laughs> didn't my brother-in-law and my wife and your, and your, along with your ex-wife egg your car at one point? I don't think your wife was there, but, uh, but that was, I, that was all right. That was like, so I, the, my divorce was exceedingly messy. Like it took like a year and a half, probably almost two years to play out. This was that by that time, by the car egging time, I had already moved into Benny Crescent. And that was, this was, this was, I was on the ups and she was on the downs. Tell everyone how oh. old you were. Cause that's ridiculous for someone to go through that kind of thing. At the oh, I was like 21. <laughs> 21 <laughs> giving me and like, you made it out alive, Keith. And that's giving me like an absolute like grandmotherly look of like and that's what you get i mean idiot. Oh, no i, mean, I just I mean, think I mean, it really adds like oh shit you know to the story like 21 year olds don't go through that you went through that man yeah. but also yeah i mean you got married too young but that wasn't the point of that oh okay but anyway but yes and I, think, then, I, think, then, I think i think i think the point of that was chris being like hey everyone what's your worst summer ever and we're all like delving into the dark parts of our life. Exactly. It's, you, you made this podcast so much more serious than it had to be. But there's a funny part that we're just going to get to, or, oh, or, okay. or a funny slash random part. So like, to, yeah, so this is like maybe about, I think it was on, this is on the upside of the summer of darkness. I think this is like maybe the next year where I was on the ups. I was like happy in a better place. Actually, so this is a fun fact about Sarah and I. 
um, like we hooked up right as my divorce was like finalized. So it was like a perfect, like, I was like, by the way, I'm like, like, this is all in the past. This is like a thing and whatever else like that. And she, I don't want to like pull you into any of this. And like, literally like within like the first week or two of us, like hanging out, I got the like notarized divorce papers and was like, look, this is, I'm not dragging you into the bullshit of the last, like whatever years of my life with this nonsense. But anyway, yeah. So Walter's brother-in-law, some of his friends and my ex-wife just egged the shit out of my car at one point because my wife was like, my wife apparently, they saw my wife in the street at the time. I'm saying wife because we were still married at the time. The divorce had not gone finally. I guess estranged. Is it estranged wife before the divorce goes in? Is that the correct? It's term? not a happy wife. You know what I'm saying? Hey, what is no, that term when you're separated? I think that's correct. But anyway, Caesar with one egg. Cause apparently her plan was just to walk over to my house and throw one egg at my car. And uh, Nick Raz and his buddies were like, that's not how you do it. And went to the store, bought more eggs and then helped her. And I was like, you pieces of why, shit. Why would they help her? Aren't they on because it's hilarious. Because they're the worst. And then they were like, yeah, they're not good people. No, this. they're the best. No, no. Keith is the bad guy in the story. <laughs> <laughs> explain why. Explain, yeah, why. explain in what circumstance my car just, being parked in like innocently. Knowing, on Keith, knowing Keith like I do. And knowing my brother-in-law, like, I feel like, you know, Nick Raz has a bit of something of, like, a, a punk rock Batman kind of thing going on. And I feel like... Where he's, where he's a very low-level vigilante? What do you think? Yeah, if he, if he deigned it fit to egg your car, I'm sure, you know, he's, he, there was like a, he's, he thought he had the moral high ground. It was definitely not because he was so wasted and just time, wanted to egg it. No, 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 no. time, time, time out on the play. Walter's argument is, look... Keith is a shitty person and Nick is a decent person. So if Nick did something shitty to Keith, Keith was in the wrong. He had that's, to have that's had exactly, that's exactly what I'm saying. Well, yeah. I've never met exactly Nick, but I agree. Ines <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, was like, if I saw someone holding eggs near Keith's car, I would get right in on that. And just I mean, the more you talk car. about it, the more I want to recreate the experience, you know? Egg that fucking car. All right, everybody meet, everybody meet at Keith's place. We're going to egg his house. Damn yeah. it. But yeah, that was, that was absolutely like no well, curfew, the summer baby. prior to that summer was my summer of darkness. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, well, want to get into it? The mistake Chris? I made, actually, Lawrence, was starting with Keith. Knowing that I had oh, gone through a divorce in my early 20s. <laughs> knowing that it's you, you know. That too. This is correct on that one. Uh, so I think I'm this sorry, quali- is it summer yet? Because this moment qualifies as my summer in darkness. No, you, you made us talk about this. No, no. This I is your segment. What's yours? This Corver, what's yours? Fuck me. Uh, summer of darkness is definitely 2010. I uh, got expelled from Concordia University because I got accused of cheating, which was not true. Someone mm. cheated off of my exam. And then when someone cheats off of your exam, they expel you as well because they basically say, well, you helped the cheating. So it was like a big fucking ordeal where I had to um, basically go to like a mock court and like defend myself. Uh, and it was exhausting and fucking bullshit. I also called the Dean of Political Science a cocksucker, which did not help my chances. So, yeah. Yeah, basically, I was asking, like, I had to do this whole back and forth. And he's like, he's like, why did you cheat? And I'm like, you can't just say I cheat. Like, you have to ask it like a question, right? He's like, no, you never, we know you cheated. I was like, no, I didn't. And I was like, why would I cheat? Like, you know, I, I already have good grades. I'm on my way to graduating. I don't need to, you know what I mean? Why would, I help, why would I help this stranger that you have no proof of us knowing each other? And then basically there was a group of like four people that had cheated and one of them was a, a woman. So basically the Dean of political science had accused me of uh, cheating uh, to gain favor with this young lady. No, shut up. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, look, people need different things. You know, maybe you struck a deal with this lady and he basically yeah. insinuated that we, I was exta- we were exchanging sexual favors for academic stuff. And I called him a cocksucker in front of like 50 people. If that's, if that's all you did, I applaud your restraint. I would get... I was very upset. So <laughs> livid, dude. I'm like... Yeah. Here's I, the good news. Political science degrees. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you know? You, I feel like however money you save... I have a minor in political that. science. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, my... my yeah. Point proven, you know. 
silver yeah. lining. But right I'm there. sorry you went through that, and that's bullshit. Yeah, uh, it's okay. Worst things have happened to better people. <laughs> but and then was it? Well, then that, was it like a summer of drinking and and just just just? Swerve! I was a was, stranger who cheated. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was Walter. It was me. It was Walter. The thing, the thing that was painful, guys. The thing that was painful about it is it wasn't one of my political science courses. It was a fucking, uh, what's it oh, called? No. Uh, yeah, yeah. An elective? A fucking elective that was like marketing or some bullshit I didn't need. But because I was in political science, I had to talk to the political science guys about it, but I had nothing to do with political science. Even if I would have flunked that course, it would have been fine. But I ended up getting expelled, and I was very angry about it at the time because I grew up, and I guess maybe to my own detriment, that I definitely expelled? thought... That expelled? Yeah. Bell? Yeah, that's Cheating? how the story yeah. started, Walter. <laughs> yeah, expelled. expelled. Well, that seems like a lot. Academic, academic, uh, academic, what's it called? Uh, misconduct. Mis- misconduct or some shit. So not only are you expelled. From school. Concordia. From school? Concordia. Okay. And then, you know what's so funny? is There was a comedy show for like a Concordia alumni. They're like, did you, They and the question was, did, or are you a Concordia alumni? I'm like, technically? Like, <laughs> I like to go to that show. <laughs> They gave me Concordia socks. I'm like, cool. Um, I was, and then did you just do 10 minutes shooting on the dean of political science in 2010? No, nah, I didn't. I didn't even bring that up. I was very, I was very professional. I wouldn't. That's I wouldn't. Wrong. That's wrong. That's right. I, I should have uh, gone. I was should have scorched earth, baby. Yeah, exactly. I was put on behavioral probation while I was at Dawson College. Oh shit! For what? Because uh, I got real drunk one day in between periods, and I had a radio show. And I ran amok at the radio show, and the entire security squad of Dawson College had to remove me from the radio station. And I was underage. <laughs> so. How did it? Because, of course. My grades were good. Uh, um, my Summer of Darkness, if we're doing Summer of Darkness still, was uh, 2012. But it, it wasn't like a summer, it was more like a whole calendar year. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. From like the summer of 2012 till pretty much the fall of, of summer of 2013, which is when I started doing comedy. Uh, I was in business with a couple of friends at the time and uh, business wasn't working out and we were going into further and further debt. And then, uh, you know, it was like, a, you know how you make one bad decision, then you make like another bad decision, then you make like 50 more bad decisions. Well, that was my uh, small business career, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go Yay. into business with your friends. Facts. That's why I do comedy now. And now, and now Chris has really turned over a new leaf where he produces shows with a small group of friends. <laughs> and there's never been any issues there whatsoever. Zero. Just none. <laughs> just no. What issues? Issues between me, Walter, and Reese? There's no issues. Who said there's an issue? What issues? Tell me an issue. Tell me an issue. And it was just so the three of us the whole time. Since the and beginning, just the three boys. There's never been any other people involved in any of the <laughs> no, other shows. No, definitely, definitely, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> no, no, it's, it, it, yeah, okay, yeah, maybe it started with five people, but, you know, founding members leave all the time. I mean, it's what a, are we talking about? Yeah, look at the Eagles, yeah? <laughs> You know, Again, you know? yeah, no feelings were hurt there. People just moved on to their own personal projects. Hey, hey, I didn't hurt any feelings. If anything, I was wronged in that one. I, my feelings were hurt. Because, I, I was emotional yeah. about it. Listen, Ringo wasn't even the first drummer in the Beatles. That's you true. know what, as if I could go back in time, I'd choose you and Lawrence over the original founding members that we chose. That's I mean, I'm, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you and I had done things before you uh, you founded another thing. But this is <laughs> oh, listen, okay, Rick listen, Flair. listen. <laughs> Ric Flair. That's right. Ric Flair founded Look, the four Psycho horsemen. Psycho Sid. Psycho Sid was the best horseman, no matter what happened. <laughs> if it wasn't for that, we would have never had Mongo. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> for my summer of darkness. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. I feel okay. It probably is actually like last year, but that one was so horrible for everyone. Like, I don't think it really can't just but be like I, pandemic isolation. It was like, yeah, but, no, that's pandemic no, isolation. Yes, and then I got, I got really sick. I couldn't eat almost all of last yeah. year. I lost 20 pounds and I am barely. You don't have 20 pounds. So- I do not. I do not. I maybe almost died. Anyway, um, but and you, yeah, also, you also, you also like love food. Like if I, like I love cook- food. Yeah, I yeah. absolutely adore like, food. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, because I was like, I, I, I enjoy good food, but at the same time, if left my own devices, there's like a very real chance I'd eat cereal for like three meals a day. Mm-hmm. So, but I was yeah, like, I but really- you're, you're on your social media, you're always cooking and making delicious meals and whatever. So it's like double tragic in addition to being health scary. 
it was and also cooking as what well, and like here's here's the really unfortunate kicker is that after many months of not knowing what was up it turned out that it was just stress and then i couldn't do any of the things that that like i already because of the pandemic couldn't do any of the de-stressing things like hang out with my friends or go to comedy shows uh and then and then like the things in my house that i do to like relax the main one is cooking so i couldn't do that either anyway right. uh but we we will call that one everyone's summer of darkness so my other one would have to be sorry i had a bad paul silverman show let it speak um uh, fuck paul silverman and uh also um (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) summer 2016 was really bad for me because that was the year most of my friends graduated from mcgill and left the city and I was still here and I hadn't finished and I got really depressed and I had a really bad breakup and I didn't know what I wanted to do with myself because the thing I had wanted to do for the last 10 years made me really like sad now and so uh yeah I was sad I was upset um and uh and then that summer ended and then Donald Trump got elected president so yeah yeah it was all it was all uphill from there then is what you're saying <laughs> when did you meet me I met you in 2018, probably 2017. No, I think, okay, that barbecue where we bonded, but you thought I was a different person, that was 2018. And I, and I sold tickets to you for Red's Eds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sold me like 10 tickets. I brought a lot of people to your show. I don't know if you remember that. And then, you, then, then, then that was that was how Walter was always just sort of like, "Hey, you want to like be on a show?" Like she's like, "Every time, Ines is going to bring ten people every time." And I did that year. I really did. <laughs> I was a real. I honored the br- I honored the bringer for life. Why do you think I'm friends with Vendito? <laughs> Jesus, that's very reductive. Uh, so Walter's, we're not gonna... Walter's most of Walter's friendships are based on the, on if they could be bringers to his shows. So. Yeah, I don't understand why we're still not friends. Bringers, not bringers just to shows, but bringers, you know, in life terms in general. Yeah, I think you drive him around a lot. You bring also, him places. You bring, you know. <laughs> That's where you come in, Keith. I don't. I, I haven't had a car for like the last like two or three years. I literally yeah, have no must idea. have been. A... But you do now. Yeah, but there's no AC. A lot of people. I was, oh, like, I was no. like, by the way, no AC. People are like, oh, I won't take that ride. I'm like, yeah, fuck wait, that. Wait, hold on. Windows <laughs> down, baby. What car did you buy that doesn't have AC? Did you buy a 1999 Toyota Tercel? What's happening? I got a 2004 Mitsubishi Outlander that originally had AC. Huh? You struggling financially? No, I just don't want a car. But I like to go up to the cottage, so I need a car to get there. And I was spending a lot of money renting cars. So I was Uh like, can I get a vehicle that can just get me to the cottage and back? And maybe it'll die. Maybe it won't. Maybe you'll die. It's a 2004. You were in another marriage when this car was made. Fair. <laughs> I don't. What's your get? What are you getting at? You just throw. Oh, bad I mean, things? I mean, there's cheap 2010 cars. You can have them for a couple grand. This car was kicking around on my dad's factory. Uh, that doesn't sound good. It doesn't paid, sound safe. It was indoors, kept indoors. Cost me 800 bucks to get it up and running, and now I have a car. That sounds like a good deal. I mean, and if it lasts two or three years, it lasts two or three years. And then mm-hmm. I'll deal with that later. Like, I literally don't want a car. I just like to go to the oh, You cottage. just need one for your summer home. You know, Keith, sometimes you walk into these yourself. I was actually going to bring this up. <laughs> I was like, and I feel that Walter of all people, like, because you, you've shit on me <laughs> for the summer home a few times. You're like, fancy. Walter's the only person. No, no, no. Chris shits on me. But I was like, well, the only person- a, I've given you a hard time. Shitting is a hard okay, hard time. time. The only person who's been to the, the summer home on this call is Walter. And Walter can attest that it is like not any kind of a like. No, it's like a shotgun shack. It's hard to get to. Um, yeah. Okay. Right. But then the thing is, you have, you're, you have the responsibility to expand on that. Because if you say my summer home. I'm thinking lake. I'm thinking giant patio. I'm thinking a six burner barbecue with mm. beach parties. Mm. Six burner and, barbecue? And mm, six burner barbecue. A hundred million BTU. It's hotter than the fucking sun up on that bitch. Yeah, yeah. They're grilling things. There's. It looks like a rap music video with mad? women would be in steaks? champagne. That's what I think of. And now you're describing a very humble summer house. Humble. But you know, like the but yeah, the idea in my mind is one of extravagance. No, exactly. It's it's a shotgun shack. It is on the lake. I like to refer to it as like the legit cell. Break your ass to get to the beach. You gotta like fucking like 
I'm just fucking. Like, well, Keith, go home and get your fucking shine box, all right? Anyway. I'm amazed my wife and kid were able to get up and end that bath. Yeah, it was great. It's I refer to it as like camping plus. Yeah, because we can't even reach you when you're up there. Yeah, exactly. There's no cell phone reception. There's no internet. Have you ever seen a horror movie? Yeah, we can get into this. The whole cottage is also nuts. It's yeah, literally the 2004, the 2004 beaten up car, the yeah. shack that's no uh, that's, cell, the cell, no cell service, no internet. Um, the land next door, the land next door is genuinely owned by uh, a Quebec like, like pseudo religious cult group called the okay. Apostles of Infinite. Okay, I just hope Inez writes a nice what? eulogy. Okay. What did you say? The Apostles of Infinite Love? Yeah. That's a cult. You are going to get killed. Pause. Yeah. The first Facts. time that Keith brought me and, well, that I went up to the cabin, because Catherine had been, but like the first time I went up, we fucked around and we were like looking around for like places to shoot the fireworks or whatever. I think we were pretty, and like you assured me that it was like, it was like there was no one there or whatever and then we were kind of like at like the back of that property and then like one of us says oh is that a light that's on <laughs> like up there the fucking thing yeah lur- lurking around the creepy cult on. house and there was there was there was no one there but there was a light on so there was one window yeah. that had a light on in the creepy cult yeah. house while we were like lurking around it looking to shoot off fireworks yeah it spooked the shit out of us it was the best um so I was going to say, in lieu of five questions, I, was, I wanted to ask Walter. He gets to ask each of us one question. Oh, okay. So it's four questions as penned by Walter. I didn't tell him. I should have told him about this in advance. But oh, yeah, I mean, I, I figured he would have prepared at that, at that point. Yeah, I mean. He's he, an improvisational genius, okay? As, dis- so, as discussed preach. at the top of the show, he was swapping out lyrics for YouTube music, like on the fly, like a goddamn professional. No, no, more than a professional. Hit Marquise. us, Wally. Hit oh, us. A lifetime achievement. Right, we'll do a rapid fire here. Because already... <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. That's it. Close the show down. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> rapid fire cough break for Walter. Hey, you, by the way, before Walter, while Walter coughs, Keith, I heard a radio ad today for circumcisions in okay. Montreal. And I think what? we should contact them. Yeah, yeah. I think we should contact them. Because if they're doing ad reads on 94.7, why wouldn't they do it on Go Plug Yourself? That's, That's fair. Walter, take it away. Do we know what percentage of people who listen to this podcast are cut versus uncut? We have to make sure we're getting it. Yeah, right. I'm start I'm, a poll. Keith, yeah, exactly. Poll. I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to add a, a listener poll. Yeah, we'll poll. Listener poll, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll poll, thank you. Presented by Villa Montreal. <laughs> yeah, I, fully lost, I fully lost consciousness there for a second. <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's why we were fucking vamping for you. Uh, so, yeah. Hit it, Walter. Hit it. All right. Who do I start with? Whoever you want, man. Do it. Uh, Keith. Yeah. Do, do you regret the decision of trying to fill my massive shoes with uh, three wonderful but ultimately lesser talented hosts? Do I regret it? No, I don't. I don't. I don't regret it at all. I feel that I've drawn closer to Chris, Lawrence, and Ines. They're all very good people. And at the same time, I think that I've honored your legacy by picking. You know how hard it was to pick three Montreal comedians that you personally approve of. Like, there's it's not. You know, it's a short. It's a short list. <laughs> and, and who are and who are willing to work on a project affiliated to you? <laughs> and who are most importantly loyal to you? Even though you give them very little reason to be. Cool. I'm, not sure, I'm not sure about that last one, actually. Fuck you. I think we did good, everybody. I think it was it's good, fun. Good, I, good I answer. Like good answer. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, next question. Next question. Uh, we'll go to uh, uh, Lawrence next. Uh, Lawrence, we're going uh, counterclockwise here in my What's up? screen thing. What's Can up? you hear me? Am I guys there? You're good. You're good. Okay. Yes. Old dog. Um, how proud are you to this day to have the nickname L-Dog, which I once randomly bestowed upon you at a comedy bar show in Toronto? Do you know, you know, you know how professional athletes talk about before and after moments of their career? Mm-hmm. The, the only, that's the only thing I can compare it to. Just since you randomly called me L-Dog that one night 
and you and for some reason my fiance have kept that tradition going on and no one else that's something that is incredibly near and dear to my heart and uh it gives me goosebumps every time i think about it so i want to say thank you for that perfect oh. beautiful beautiful uh as uh here's my question uh, for you Wait. Did you realize that you didn't need to keep bringing 10 friends every time I booked you for a show? I honestly, it wasn't a, a personal decision. And I didn't, I, at the beginning, I didn't really need to campaign much. People were just really supportive of me doing comedy. And I had been talking about her for a long time. So they wanted to come out and see me. And also they all thought I was funny. And then at one point, um, because people would always be like, tell me when you have a show. So I would tell them, I would always tell them I wasn't, I wouldn't go first to them to be like, Hey, can you please come to the show? Unless I had been specifically asked to bring a specific number of people. Uh, and then at some point I started getting asked the question, are you going to tell new jokes? Which took a while because for a really long time, I was really good about doing new material. Like every time I, I performed and brought friends. But at some point, that stopped being the most important thing to me. So I was like, you know what? Never mind. So now I don't really invite people anymore. That's what happened. <laughs> so I was like, I'll do the material I need to do for that night. I'm not going to cater it to you specifically who have seen me perform before. Like, if I, if I got to do that joke again, because that's the set I want to do, then I'm going to do it, you know? Yeah. Not to say my friends don't still come out to see me. Um, but it just, it isn't the same thing as that first summer of so many people are just wanting to come all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure. Chris, Chris, last but not least, baby, my question for you, when do you think this year, in the calendar year, is the optimal time to, to phone up fucking, uh, what's his face there? What's his face? Frankie, uh, Frankie, uh, Frankie Toupee at the LDV Center there. What? Oh, you know, it's funny you should mention Chris, can that. you put any context on that? for the Okay, listeners? here's the thing. Walter and I were killing it before the pandemic. Every show we were putting on was making money. Destroying, yeah. It, it was, we were making money during com doing comedy. So fall. one night, we had a phone call, Walter and I, right before the pandemic hit. And we're like, bro, fuck these people. Let's sell out a show at LDV. So we contacted Frank Spadone. We contacted Sandra Badalini, two of the it biggest Italian comics. One phone call. I was discussing dates. It was, it was insane. We were about What's LDV? Leonardo da Vinci Center, which is like a nice performing venue in the East End. Very nice. 500-seater. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. And we were about to like call LDV to put a deposit in and lock in the dates with Spadone and Badalini. And then, and boom, COVID happened, and uh, you know, here we are. So, at what point do we do that this summer? Let's see. Uh, let's, see it how, let's see how the next couple of weeks go with COVID, and then we'll make a call. <laughs> when everyone has their second vaccine, that's when we should do it. Yeah, but all the comedians that are on this show are going to be on that show. We're we're doing go plug yourself live at LDV. I'm going to get it sponsored by some wops out there. It's going to be fine. Gorgeous, Georgina. Wonderful. This oh, yeah, I guess, wait, PSA, PSA, because apparently not everybody knows that starting this week, if you're old, but next week, if you start to be old like me and the week after, if you're old, like probably the rest of you, you can get the earlier appointments. You can bump your appointments. That's a Open thing. Not everybody knows okay. this. There's a whole calendar. I'm actually anti-second vax, so. You, yeah, just the one. We're not just getting into that now, Chris. I want to maintain friendship with you. Keith, how old are you again? It's always shocking. I want, would like to be shocked again. He's 47. 30, 38 is the actual age. Allegedly. Uh, I need to see a birth certificate. I think you yeah. shaved off a year or two there, honestly. Yeah. So wait, do you I think, mean, you like, I was going to say, you, you think look, I'm you that great, like, babe. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, you, like, most of the people, like, don't think that I'm older than I say I am. Most no, people, I, no, think, no, no. I think you seem much, talk. much younger. Yeah. Yeah. You've got the you've got the energy of a of an eight year old. Like, do I do I look thirty <laughs> four? <laughs> this has been a great show, everyone. Mm -hmm. Check out Knife Fight. We'll link the Chris ran through it at the top of the show, but we'll link obviously the Knife uh, Fight X subtitled. Do I look Fight X Lifetime Achievement Award Fringe Arts. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, Thank you all so much. That was great. That was awesome. Sorry for the late start and the technical difficulties. I apologize for Walter's ongoing technical difficulties.
Hey there, loyal listener who listens to the show all the way past the closing credits. Um, Thank you for listening to Go Plug Yourself. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, If you enjoy the show, I cannot stress this enough. Please tell people about it. We don't really have a budget for marketing or fancy Facebook ads or putting up billboards on the street. Uh, We really have to rely on word of mouth, which uh, basically means that if you listen to the show and you enjoy the show, Please uh, share it, link it, uh, tell your friends about it. Say, hey, there's this show called Go Plug Yourself. They talk to Montrealers or people that have stuff going on in Montreal or uh, just people that have stuff to uh, promote that we kind of care about. We can we can go outside of Montreal if we want to. Um, yeah, so just tell tell people about the show. It's a, it's a fun show. We, we like doing it a lot. We've done it for over 200 episodes, and it's in large part thanks to support from uh, people like you. Um, if you want to support the show, at all you can go to uh, patreon.com slash nine to five cc and uh, throw a couple bucks our way it really helps with uh, the hosting fees for the most part we're really not trying to make a profit on this um and also if you want to be a guest on the show or you know someone who might uh, want to be a guest on the show you can uh, contact us either on facebook or on twitter there's a bunch of ways to find us uh and uh, and let us know and if the scheduling and the timing and everything works out maybe you can be the next person who uh comes on the show and uh, plugs something a uh, big thank you as always to Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude who provided our theme songs and of course a thank you to uh, all of the hosts that we have on the show uh, Walter J. Ling who is technically retired but still sometimes hosts uh, Christopher Vendito, Lawrence Korber and uh, Ines Anaya uh, all, are all amazing co-hosts and you should support them and their comedy and uh, and all of that. Uh, thank you for listening thank you for choosing Go Plug Yourself uh, as one of your from the millions of podcasts and have a beautiful day Thank you. 905.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.